0: you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level you're in the right place welcome to excellence mindset with your host brian james miller What's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the podcast super excited to share this episode with you which was one of my authentic conversations I hosted a couple of weeks back and now I'm sharing with you and it's on the topic of why I believe motivation sucks and what you can do instead. If you'd like to learn more about those authentic conversations and joining those Friday live webinars uh, via video, you can do so by going to ryanjamesmiller.com slash events and posting them there. You can email me, ryan at ryanjamesmiller.com. And if you really just wanna stay up to date on all the things that I'm doing, where I'm speaking, content I'm sharing, just other tips, tricks, and tidbits, subscribe to my email list. I promise I'm not gonna spam you. I'm sharing uh, just weekly content, trying to add as much value as possible. And as a matter of fact, another thing that I've recently added as I've partnered with an organization called Growly and through that organization, I'm able to offer referral rewards for people that are sharing the, uh, the email newsletter with their friends, with their colleagues. Uh, you can earn really cool things like Uh, journals and books and hats and just other branded merchandise and uh, some other cool things I'll be adding down the line. So you're going to want to subscribe to that email list. Make sure that it's whitelisted, that it's in your priority inbox and doesn't get caught up in spam. Super appreciate your continued support. And now here's another authentic conversation for you sharing through the podcast on why motivation sucks and what you should be doing instead. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right, guys, here we go. It's week six, week six of Authentic Conversations. Uh, I am super thankful for uh, you joining me today. Uh, It's crazy to think that uh, you are willing to set aside time to listen to some of the things that I have to say. Uh, Hopefully, there's continued value. I know that uh, over the course of the last six weeks, I've had quite a few uh, returning uh, attendees, which... I guess it means that uh, you either have nothing better to do at 11 o'clock Pacific time on a Friday, or uh, there's value here. So uh, I'm gonna hope for the latter. Uh, With that, just a couple of reminders uh, throughout uh, this conversation, one way this morning, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, feel free to pop them into the Q&A or the chat, and I'm gonna try and do my best to jump into those things on the fly. Uh, So just know that that's there. Uh, If not, this is just going to be all one way. I really wish that I was in person with you guys being able to do this, uh, but uh, so be uh, the situation that we're in right now. Also, because we are six weeks into this uh, and seeing so many of the people that I'm familiar with uh, that have joined us this morning, I just want to say to you guys uh, that I know that you know I care about you. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're able to be productive, uh, positive in the midst of this. I know it can be extremely challenging. And, you know, we go through these interesting stages. Uh, The first one is kind of like the honeymoon phase where things are just so different and kind of chaotic that it's easy to keep our adrenaline up and get excited. And uh, then we start trying to reframe our our mindset, our habits, our days, our weeks, uh, to figure out what uh, the current normal is going to look like. And then we get into this maybe third stage, which is probably where most of us are, is uh, now it's like, well, now what do I do? Do, do, I, do I continue to do the things that uh, I've been doing over the last five weeks? Uh, do I try something new? Do I go back to the way I was before? I don't know. Uh, so uh, to you all, I just want to encourage you and say the fact that you've made it this far is amazing. Um, if you feel like you are not making it, I want you to know that I am here. This is not a pitch. This is not anything other than me begging of you to reach out to me, anybody else for that matter, but definitely me if you have any needs, questions. If you have a financial need right now, if you're sitting on this webinar and you are unemployed, if you're struggling financially, if you've been furloughed, Reach out to me and I will find a way to do what I can to help provide for your needs. There is just too much to go around for you to be struggling financially to put the very basic needs in front of yourself and or your family. So other than that, let's get going. Going to talk some negative and then we're going to drive into the positive. Uh, but one of the things that I'll say right out of the gate is usually what catches people's attention and maybe that's why you're here. So you've heard me say this before, and I'm just going to come right out and say it. I believe that motivation sucks. I don't like it. I am not a big fan of motivation. As a matter of fact, I oftentimes will have people reach out to me. Uh, I had a a lady yesterday, and she wanted uh, to know if I was interested in doing a motivational talk for her team that was struggling, that was kind of checked out that wasn't doing well at home. And I understand what she's saying, they need a pump up. But I'm like, ugh, I don't don't wanna be a motivational speaker. Like, I'm glad I can get you excited. I'm glad I can get you fired up for a few minutes. But I just don't like motivation. And here's why. I believe that motivation, the, the majority, the mass majority of the motivation that we get is external. It's coming from sources outside of us. And so as the result of that, it's not sustainable. So uh, uh, let, me, let me give you a, a quick example of that. And you, you know we've all been here. Maybe this is gonna happen to you this morning, and I wish it wouldn't. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to some degree it does, but I wish it wouldn't because of uh, the, the negative long-term result. So we go to a conference we um we we watch a movie we, we we watch michael jordan playing in the 86 playoffs during the second episode of the last dance last sunday on espn phenomenal it just pumps you up there, just to see the drive and determination that michael jordan had from a young age when he was told that his older brother was better than him that pushed him that drove him that got him really excited and that, 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 just, that made him the player that he ended up becoming. Probably the greatest player, arguably the greatest player to ever play professional basketball. So we watch that, we hear that, and we get all excited. We're so fired up, we're motivated. I wanna go take on my dream too. I'm gonna use that fuel, I'm gonna use that excitement, I'm gonna use everything that I heard in MJ's story or Tony Robbins' story or whoever Oprah's story, whoever, Ryan Miller's story. See how I put myself in there? <laughs> but really, that's their story. That's what's driven them to be successful. you will not gain sustainable, dependable motivation from one of those people. And as a matter of fact, the the shame that I often find is we go to these events. We watch these movies or these videos. We get all fired up. We get all excited when we get our email in the inbox every single morning with our favorite motivational quote or word or video. And then we peter out and we fail. We fail to take the steps forward that we were so fired up to take just a few minutes ago when Tim Ferriss told us that we could have a four hour work week too. And instead of driving us to be motivated and to be excited and to pursue the things that we want to pursue, we end up feeling worse. We're ashamed because now not only were we not good enough to get it going on our own, but now we've had this person or these people firing us up and that didn't even work either. And we fall into these pits of shame and frustration and a lack of value and a lack of worthiness. It's just such a poor way to be driven. So that's why I say motivation sucks. It's provocative and that's part of the reason I say it. But I mean external motivation isn't all it's cracked up to be. And as a matter of fact, it really holds little value in helping us to create and live and achieve the life that we want for ourselves. So on that note, hopefully that was my 10 minute plea for you to look somewhere else. You've heard me talk about it before, but every bit of motivation that is going to be sustainable for you must come from within so we're gonna talk very practically I've got four things that I want to talk uh, I want to share about as it relates to achieving goals and this is coming from a guy right you, many of you know I set no goals in 2019 I began 2020 uh, I say began without setting any goals again um, I now have one, um, I'm not ready to share that publicly yet, but um, I, I have to some degree, but it, it's still getting baked out, uh, but, uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't have things that I desire, that doesn't mean that I don't have things that I, that I want or I want to achieve, it just means that my, my, my life, my disciplines, my habits aren't wrapped around or pointed at goals, um, but I think they're valuable. And as a matter of fact, during times like this, they are extremely valuable, so long as they're the right goals. I shared this with a group of guys that uh, I have had the pleasure and privilege to uh, be working with uh, in in a group coaching program the last couple of months. And um, I shared with them that the day before, Uh, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, who uh, I I listen to pretty regularly. I think he's got some great things to say. And in a nutshell, he said, where are all you with your five-year plans now? I mean, come on, think about it. If you had a five-year plan that ended any time after March 15th, 2020, it's probably been pretty screwed up. As a matter of fact, the chances of you achieving that are gonna take a complete reframe if you have any hopes of achieving that big long plan post March 15th, 2020. Because that's when the quarantine kicked in. And that's when everything that we had set out to do, what our days looked like, our weeks looked like, our months looked like, our years looked like, our job looked like, our life looked like, it's just different. Uncontrollable circumstances Put a real kink in our plan. So you need to make sure that you think through what goals you're setting, how you're setting them, and the purpose by which you're setting them. So four things that I want to talk about as it relates to achieving goals. Number one, uh, and and I'll just, I'm going to share these and then I'm going to work through them. Number one is you've got to break the goal down. It's, it's, it's great to set a goal. It's significantly more important to break that goal down uh, into, uh, into a few sections, and I'm gonna share that. Secondly, is if you want to achieve any goal, you need to have disciplined structure to your days, your weeks, your months, your year. It's gotta happen. So number two, you need disciplined structure, to how how you are productive on a day in and day out basis. Number three, if you're going to set a goal, you need to have a way to measure progress. And I'm gonna share something uh, a, a little bit different when we get to that place. And number four is you need to reward your wins. And I'm gonna let you in on a little something right now, just to fast forward all the way to the very end of my next 40 minutes or something like that, 35 minutes. If all the reward is tied to the goal itself at the end, you've missed. You've missed a huge opportunity, and as a matter of fact, you've probably created an environment that is gonna be far more difficult to actually achieve the goal in the end uh, than you would if you would be rewarding the right things along the way. Um, So, super important to think about that when you're setting goals. And by the way, this goes for anything. Any personal goal, any professional goal, this 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 can apply to every single one of them, and I'll try and um, I'll try and add in some along the way. So uh, I, I also want to preface this: um, when you think about setting a goal, and I've set some of this up, but when you think about setting a goal that you are going to own, you need to make sure that you believe in that goal. You see, far too often. Um, when you work for somebody else, you have goals set for you. And I understand that. You're just, you're an employee. And if you're a salesperson, you're asked to produce a certain amount of revenue. If you are a leader on a team or in an organization, you're asked to achieve certain numbers, expenses, sales, profit. There's so many different things that you are asked to achieve. Those are goals. but So I I should say so you don't have control of those goals being set for you. But you do have a couple of things. You have influence. And so the more you invest, and the reason why I'm hitting this one first is because this one is a lot of of times more challenging, is when other people are setting goals for us. If if you if you have built a good identity with the people that are setting goals for you, you're gonna have far more influence into ensuring that those are the right goals. Like I've worked in too many organizations where I've seen um, salespeople just take it. They just take the goal. And I'm not saying that you need to argue every time a goal is set for you, but you should push back if it's not realistic. And by the way, goal setting is not about exercising bravado. Like, you're not awesome because you take on the biggest goal in the organization or the biggest goal in your friend group. So, all that to say, you have got to believe in the goal. You've gotta believe deeply in it. Um, This goes for even things like uh, getting healthy and getting in shape. Um, It sounds great, right? You don't wanna be overweight, you wanna be able to run a mile, whatever. Um, But you've gotta believe deeply in the goal that you're setting. And you wanna make sure that it's the right goal so you can believe in it, right? And, and, and I'll talk about that in a second. So that, that's gotta come from within. Every bit of that has to come from within. Number two, as it relates to um, just the right goal, before I'm even getting into breaking it down, is you wanna make sure that your goals are producing the right outcomes, right? So it's, it's, it's one thing to say, um, I want to sell $250,000 in new business this year, if that's your goal. But, why? Like, What does that do for you? What is the benefit for you, or to you, for achieving that goal? You've gotta gain clarity. You've gotta attach the goal to a, to, a, to a farther outcome, to something beyond just the goal itself. So that's kinda of preface. Gotta come from the right place, gotta produce the right things and everything that works out in between there. Okay, so let's talk super practically. Breaking down a goal. And some of this, by the way, I've already addressed, but I'm going to try and be a little bit more meticulous with it as we talk about this stuff. Okay, so when you think about a goal, it's super easy to just lay a number out there. And we always go to... Um, to round numbers. Uh, numbers are, are, are just typically things that we use to set goals. I want to um, lose 20 pounds. I want to um, sell X number. I want my business to grow by X. Uh, I want to earn a certain amount of money. Um, I want to, even when they're not number driven specifically, um, but I want to be promoted to this role. I want these responsibilities, right? There, there's all, there's, there's all these um, things, things that we can set as goals. So the first question you need to ask yourself, and I kind of preface this a little bit, is with every time you set a goal, no matter what, you need to begin with why. Why am I setting this goal? Why? Is it important to you? Does it help somebody else? Does achieving that goal help you then to achieve another goal? So why? Why is significantly important? And again, deep belief in that why. But not just why, right? So then, and and some of these are very simple. We should know a lot of these things. if we've been around any period of time, especially in business. But the second one is then when you're breaking down the goal, you need to think about how, right? So I'm going to achieve this goal um, or I want to achieve this goal. I'm going to achieve this goal. That's a great, great mindset to have. How are you going to do that? So it's pretty interesting. Uh, I worked for um, uh, an organization uh, that I led a sales team in uh, years ago and Uh, Every year, uh, before I got there, and even the first year I was there, as a matter of fact, the first day I worked there uh, was uh, the beginning of their fiscal year and goal setting for the team. It was a very fascinating process to watch. So, um, goal setting uh, in, in that environment was a negotiation process. Company has top line revenue it needs to achieve. It's got X number of salespeople that all need to produce some part of that total top line revenue. So we look at person A and we say, you, you've been around this long. You've got this experience. So here's your number. You, you're newer, kind of trying to figure things out. So here's your number and so on and so forth. It wasn't a whole lot of negotiation, but typically the salespeople would have a little bit of, the leadership team, by the way, did that. Uh, they, they, would, they would have that whole discussion, why it would work, why it doesn't work. Then they would go back to the salespeople and basically just say, okay, so your number is X. Your number is Y. Why the hell did they do that? Very little input from the team. What was what was way more interesting, though, was, was not only did the salespeople not get input into the number is they really didn't get input into how that was going to be accomplished. Like what's it going to take for you to get there? So I did something completely different. The a second year, once I had built up some credibility in the organization, I had the opportunity to speak into this process and what I didn't necessarily love about it. And so I went to the salespeople before there was any numbers thrown out there. And I said, all right, I want you to think about what last year looked like, what you think you can do this year, but what I wanna know more than anything is, is how you believe you're going to accomplish that number. I want you to work through specifically what it's gonna take, every single component that's gonna have to contribute to that goal. And it's no different, again, like these are easy ones because they just come up often, but like weight loss, I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, if you just say that I'm going to eat better or I'm going to exercise, that's a great first step, but that's not going to get you 20 pounds. It's just not going to happen. You need to break it down, right? I'm going to um, withhold uh, any um, added sugar from my diet. I'm not going to eat fried food. Um, uh, Monday through Friday, I'm going to prepare my meals ahead of time. I'm gonna to go to the gym five times a week and I'm gonna to commit to 30 minutes of doing right. Like, how How, how are you going to accomplish this goal? And it's, it's important for two reasons, this how, by the way. One is because it allows us to think mechanically about how that's gonna work itself out. But also, which is important, and I'm not, I'm not really gonna talk about a lot here, but you should be sharing not just your goals, but your process to get to your goals with other people that, that know what they're talking about and will be objective. Because you may share that with somebody else and they look at that and they go like, that's not gonna work. Like that, just doing that is not gonna help you get to there. So you really need to complexly think through The how, it's extremely important for you to understand how you're going to get to the goal you're going to get to. Number three, we know this one, when. When are you going to achieve this goal? Now, this is coming from a coach that sets goals for a living with people. And I'm going to say something that kind of goes against the grain. And if you work with me and you're on this call, you've probably heard me say this. I try and push people to the conservative side of almost everything. And here's why. Most people that are extremely driven to, and, and most people that would be on a call like this for sure, uh, most people that are extremely driven, they're uh, they overly optimistic. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Set big goals. Set monster goals. Like, go for it. Like, I have no problem with people wanting to set crazy goals. And as a matter of fact, sometimes the crazier they are, the more fun it is to work with these people. But the problem is, is too often we're setting ourselves up for failure because we set such monster goals that we can never achieve them. So back it off a little bit. Be a little bit more conservative, not just in the number or whatever, but also in the time it's going to take. So maybe the best thing to say is be optimistically realistic. Be optimistic. But be realistic. You know people around you, how long it's taken them to achieve the same goals, to do the same things, like you should be realistically optimistic, optimistically realistic. I don't know which way that works, if that even is a term together, but you get the point. So when is extremely important. So those three things, why, how, when, and then obviously what. That is the goal, but um, you may find out, and by the way, this is why like you think goal, then you think why, how, when, and then back to the what again. A good reflection point as you're setting your goals is to go back and think now, okay, so I've talked with myself or somebody else about why I want to achieve the goal, how I think I can achieve the goal and when I'm going to achieve the goal. Now let me go back to the goal and think again about what goal I set and determine whether or not that's the right goal for what I'm trying to do. So hopefully that's helpful as it relates to just breaking your goals down uh, into uh, a little bit more uh, uh, simple uh, steps. Also, by the way, um, I don't have time to go through all of this, but I don't love five-year po- five-year goals, I don't love one-year goals uh, as the markers, because too much can happen. And not only that, but it, it, it doesn't give us, it doesn't always give us a right viewpoint into whether we're performing or not. So my recommendation is, is Maybe you have a five-year goal or two. I've got one. My one goal is actually five years out, 2025. Um, uh, maybe you've got some goals for 2020. And by the way, you should still be thinking about how you're going to achieve some of those things this year. Like this, this setback did not f- destroy you completely. Uh, you can figure it out. But then also, uh, goals should be small. Set goals for the month, for the week, and even for the day. It was super cool. I used to work with a guy uh, years ago. He was another consultant. Uh, we didn't work in the same organization, but um, we, uh, we often worked in clients' offices together. Uh, he worked more on the finance and operations side. I worked on the sales and people side. And uh, so we would go to Starbucks once a week before I had an office. This was years and years ago, and we would do our homework together. And um, we used to talk about how we would keep ourselves motivated and moving uh, and pushing uh, towards the things that we wanted to achieve so we would set daily and weekly goals and i'm going to get to this at the end when i talk about rewards or measuring progress and rewards but we set daily goals that we would achieve or, or desire to achieve because we knew as a matter of fact that if we did the things daily that we set out to do that that was going to produce the long-term goals anyway so don't just think big, think small. Think about small goals, short-term goals that you can set that are gonna help you to make progress to move forward towards becoming the person that you want to be. So that's kind of like breaking down this idea of goal. Again, we, we've all heard this many different times and there are far too many people that articulate this way better than I do. But it's a reminder that if we're gonna set goals that we need to make sure that we are working through that process and if goals are being set for us, we need to work through that process. Because one thing I didn't touch on, like as you build that tenure and identity with the people that are setting your goals for you or really have a lot of influence into that, and so you have some influence back, at some point, if there is a goal set for you that you do not agree with, guess what you do? You disagree, you disagree. And if it continues to happen and you don't feel good about it, you walk, you quit. You leave, you go find another job. You should not be in an environment where goals are continually being set for you in which you don't believe in them. It's just ridiculous to me. You're too good for that. And and against maybe popular belief at the moment, there's still far too many opportunities out there for you to be in an environment that doesn't support you chasing the things that you want to chase. All right. Number two, uh, number two, we're halfway through. Uh, um, uh, thinking about building days, weeks, and months for success. So I need my coffee to keep motivating myself, uh, keep myself fueled. Uh, so let's think about what our days, our weeks, our months look like. Um, it's fascinating to me. And again, this this is actually um, this is a, a, a negative result often of long-term goals. Um, when we set a goal that's a year out, uh, let's just say that January first. Uh, hopefully, we've done it before. But so January first, we had new goals, and um, we kind of we get out the gate hot, right? Because that's what everybody does at the beginning of the year, and then we get into kind of a cruise mode. Maybe even we've n- taken a big chunk out of that goal. We've made some progress. And so second and third quarter are typically lulls for people that are chasing goals. And then everybody starts hustling hard in the fourth quarter to try and pick up the slack because they did not have their time structured appropriately in order to achieve those goals. And so it's just, again, it's not the goal's fault. It's just your mindset towards the goal because that goal is so far out. So um, so I'm just going to share with you how I uh, break my goals down. I mean, how I break my, my weeks down, uh, how I break my days down even. Um, and, and, and this is going to be unique, by the way. So I'm going to try and think back to when I was working for somebody else and had a little, bit, had to have more structure that was given to me versus me being able to have some freedom. But um, every single week, I recommend everybody to do this um, on a Friday afternoon when you're beginning to check out anyway, uh, or Sunday afternoon if this is when you do it. Though I love taking Saturdays and Sundays. Like for me, Saturdays and Sundays are my freebies. Um, But so Friday afternoons or um, uh, Sunday afternoons, you calendar, you calendar, you you put in your calendar, a one, two, I actually have a four hour, four hour block, four hour block in my calendar on Friday afternoons. Um, It's from uh, lunchtime uh, to to four o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, I actually think it's 1230 to four is what mine is. And that is my time to do what I'm about to share too. So during that time, I'm thinking to the week ahead. Now, if you're like me, you've already got calls on your calendar, calls only now, but like, or meetings or whatever, you've got things that are on your calendar for the weeks ahead. Uh, It's just, we're, we're weeks out. But it's probably not full. And if it is full, I'll, I'll address that in a second because that's another problem. Uh, so on Friday afternoons, I look out to the week ahead and I look to see what's scheduled on my calendar, confirming to make sure that everything that's there is valuable and important to me, supports who I am, who I want to be, supports my clients. If something got thrown on there, uh, errantly, Um, I'll delete things at times. Uh, So I'm looking through and then I start to find strategic spots throughout that week that I can get other work done. So uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, So when I get done with this video, uh, when I get done with this webinar today, uh, I am going to, I'm capturing it on another uh, camera as well. I'm going to take this video. I'm going to send it off to uh, an editor that I work with, and he is going to cut it up into clips. Uh, He is going to uh, put some graphic to it, some music behind it, and those are things that I'll use on social media uh, to share, right? Just content being distributed out there. But I still need the time to go back and rewatch it. I'll typically rewatch it. uh, Find some timestamps. Well, if I don't have time on Monday or Tuesday to do that Monday really then I'm not starting my stuff until Wednesday or Thursday that means he's not getting it until Thursday or Friday that means it's a week or farther out and so I don't want to do that and so as I'm looking at my calendar I'm looking for slots on Monday that I can schedule an hour to go back through listen to this make some um, edits or, 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 or record some timestamps and do what I need to get done. Um, Mondays are also a great time, by the way, as you see you have empty slots in your calendar uh, to connect with prospects, Right, prospecting calls. Um, so salespeople, it's a great time. Typically Monday afternoons, not Monday mornings because everyone's coming in and super inundated. But by a post-lunch time, you should look for some spots on your calendar if you don't have them pre-scheduled to be able to schedule for things like that. So I'm thinking of the week ahead with with my Friday afternoon, but also I'm looking at the week behind. So this afternoon, I'm going to look back at my week. I'm going to look at what my calendar uh, looked like, which it was crazy. And I'm going to figure out where I inefficiently spent time what appointments I took that I didn't need to, Uh, what things that I did to myself that I should not have. That's a learning experience, so I don't do that moving into the future. See, normally when we think of our calendar and scheduling and productivity, it's like once it's behind us, it's behind us. And that's a mistake. We should always be reflecting on what we've been doing to determine how we can get better and improve moving forward. Especially again, if we're, if we're using a lot of this to help achieve goals, it's like, we want to get better, more efficient, more productive as we move forward. So super important that you think about uh, that. The other thing is, is you just want to set aside time for yourself. Leave buffer in your calendar, whether that is it, like, I block out my lunch every single day. Now I'll take, uh, I'll go to lunch with a friend in that one hour slot. Maybe I'll go see my wife and take her to lunch. Maybe I will see a client for lunch, but I've blocked that time out. So nobody can take that time from me because I have a public calendar that anybody can schedule onto. So that's important. I schedule my gym time. So again, you want to be intentional in scheduling out your week, but you're not gonna be rewarded for filling your calendar every single week. Because if you don't leave margin, when Tuesday rolls around and some catastrophe happens, you're going to have to do something that you don't want to do, which is to delete something off of your in- calendar that you intentionally put on there the Friday before. And so then that gets pushed off. Or you have to piss one person off in order to please somebody else. Like, don't allow your calendar to be a reactionary tool. Use it as an opportunity to move you forward. So be intentional with that. So that's just on the weekly basis as it relates to the day the only other thing i'll say here is is we all have different times that we're productive throughout the day some of us it's morning other times it's afternoon if you i I used to believe that it's like early to rise early to get after it early bird gets the worm whatever like you win the day if you get up early i don't necessarily believe that Um, there is some benefit to that but if you're most productive and, and, and your lifestyle allows for you to do this, if you're most productive from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., then so be it. I mean, you're not going to get in many other people on the phone, but maybe if you're creative or you, you have a lot of uh, work to do in, that can be done on your own, that's the time you set aside for that. And then you're going to have to just sleep in a little bit to make sure you're getting enough hours of sleep to be productive you know, in, in the days that follow. So be intentional uh, with. Uh, Your days in making sure you're setting them up appropriately based upon you, not based upon the book you read or the person that you told that told you that it has to look a certain way. You also want to make sure in your days that you are setting aside again time for your clients, time for your own business, and time for yourself. Even over the course, I hear some people say, I work 10, 12 hour days, whatever. And so then my time is after that, and that's fine. It's not that you can't do that, but um, I actually believe that uh, you can run in really hard, short sprints during the day. Uh, I used to have my salespeople uh, work in 45 minute segments when they were in the office, and then I would kick them out for 15 minutes. Go walk, take a break, um, whatever you wanna do. Just BS with somebody else as long as their 15 minutes was the same. don't run these crazy marathon days. Like you just blow yourself out. They may need to happen at times, but intentionally schedule breaks throughout the day so you can take a breather. Um, I personally have like mindlessness time during the day, and uh, for me right now, you may have heard me say this before, but I play this game on my phone called Golf Clash. It's like a a, um, a golf video game on my phone. That's just me, uh, a way for me to kind of check out, not have to put any kind of brain power to it, even though I get a little bit frustrated when I lose. But, but that can be super duper helpful is that you have mindlessness time or just free time to, to meditate or to pray or to be quiet or to go sit in the car and listen to some music or watch a video or whatever. Just make sure you're finding space and giving yourself space to do those things on a day in and day out basis. Okay. Last two. uh, and, And these will go more quickly because uh, they are somewhat coupled together. Uh, number three is measure your progress. So for some of this, this is pretty easy to do, right? Uh, you have a goal of $100,000, uh, uh let us just say 120000 over a 12-month period. Every single month, you got you to be $10,000 closer to that number, right? Super easy to do that. Make sure that you're measuring that and holding yourself accountable, even if you know it's really easy. Um, one danger that I will say to that, by the way, is if you are in a business that is seasonal, uh, and so, you know, that a big part of your, um, the revenue is going to be at a certain point in the year, later in the year, let's just say, uh, that could be dangerous because then you don't have, you can't measure financial progress early in the year because it's not coming till later. So you want to find other things that you can measure that are going to help you show yourself that you're making progress along the way. So measure uh, measure sub goals or sub activities. So maybe it's appointments, maybe it's outbound calls, maybe it's um, you know things like that. So you just want to make sure that uh, just because you have one big annual goal and you know that you're going to pick up a big chunk of it later on in the year, that you should be measuring things now. You need mentally you need to see progress it's just going to be super duper beneficial for you so you want to measure progress <clears throat> here's where the challenge comes into play what if your goal or part of your goal or one of your goals is not a number so i was on a call i was on a call the other day and somebody somebody had a goal related to time And I said, okay, how do you measure that? Not like getting back time, because that would be easy. Just I'm wasting eight hours, now I'm wasting six. But like, I just want free time. I just want to feel good with like in, in the time I have and being able to do the things that I want to do, making the choices I want to make. And there's some ways to measure in there. But what you may need to do is you may need to measure your feelings. And you're thinking to yourself like, what? So here's a, a quick little tip. You can very easily, at the end of every day, rate your days based upon how you feel towards the things that are most important to you, towards your goals. So just rating system. On a scale of one to five, it felt like a three today. Okay, and then why? Right? Why did you, did you feel that way? And a lot of times you're going to notice that it's because you're not making progress in the areas or something derailed you from making progress in the areas or the goals that you're you're trying to achieve. So super important that you're measuring progress. If you're setting goals and you're not measuring progress all along the way, you're missing out. Not just missing out on a huge opportunity to achieve the goal, but you're missing out on a huge opportunity to improve yourself along the way and to really key in on the things that are gonna drive you to be the most successful you can possibly be. And lastly, last thing is reward. Rewards, rewards, rewards. We, from the behavior charts in school, uh, some of of us didn't grow up with those, my kids have like clip charts, color-coded charts to determine how good you were or not. Uh, buttons and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. I wasn't one of those, but you get the point. A trophies, now everybody gets a frickin' participation trophy. That's for another day. But we are all conditioned, and not necessarily poorly so, we are all conditioned to celebrate wins. Like, it, when, we, when we win... When we achieve, we feel good. That drives us to do more. And as a matter of fact, going back to the very beginning, when I said motivation sucks because it's external, when we win, it's not so much the prize, though the prize is beneficial, it's it's great, it can be great when it's a good prize, but it's the internal feeling, it's that chemical feeling that we get that really drives those endorphins to, to get us super excited about whatever it is we achieved. The problem with goal setting too often is it's one big reward at the end of the year. When I achieve that goal, I'm going to go on a vacation or I'm going to buy a house or I'm going to whatever, right? Like those are some big goals you need to hit to to do some of those things. But you can do those and those are fine, but celebrate the small wins especially in areas that you struggled with in the past. So if you have a goal to reduce your social media intake by 50%, every week that you do that, you should reward yourself by going on. (laughs) You should reward yourself in some way. Find some way, if it's important to you, if it's valuable to you, find some way to reward yourself even to the big goal here's one that i think is really cool and this gets a lot of skin in the game by the way let's just say that your goal i'll I'll share with you this isn't necessarily a goal as much as just it's going to happen um but now that i'm putting this out there like i'm gonna get my own self into a lot of trouble so my 20-year wedding anniversary will be march 18th 2021. and now especially because we spent our 19th anniversary in quarantine, I really owe my wife a good, uh, a good uh, anniversary. But we've been planning this for a while. We want to go to Bora Bora. We want to stay out on one of those bungalows at the end of you know one of the little piers um, where you're on the water. The water's like as crystal clear as can possibly be. You know, Maybe we even have like a, a, a clear piece of glass in our a room and we could see in the water as we're in there. And you know, like, it's just, it's, it's just amazing, right? Super amazing in, in an environment like that. So that's where we wanna go. It's gonna take a lot of money to get there. Um, so how do you reward the small wins? How can you reward small wins? How can I reward small wins that help me measure progress and push me towards that goal? Well, here's one way. Buy your trip. Along the way, when you and this could go for any vacation or any big thing, when you sell a big deal that gets you 10% of the way there, buy 10% of your trip, find a way to invest in some of that. If you, um, if you, uh, if you have a weight loss goal, 20 pounds, um. Every time you achieve a mile marker, maybe even a really small one, every time you lose three pounds, two pounds, you buy yourself one item of clothing that you can only fit into when you get to that 20-pound loss. There's so many ways that we can measure the small wins. So... For my friend and I, uh, when I told you uh, years ago, uh, we used to do our homework together at Starbucks, that's what we called working together, right? So every single day there was a point system. And as long as we did, uh, well, when we did the things that we committed to do, we could earn certain points based upon how we weighted them. It was a whole complex system, it was crazy, but it was fun. Once we got into a certain level of points, we would buy something that we wanted, we would go do something that we wanted. And so it was the points that were that were rewarding us towards the achievement of the goal. And so it was really cool because we were building up all these points and getting closer and closer. Um, this also works in reverse order, by the way. Um, I'm writing a book. I can actually say that now because it's happening. I'm about almost 5,000 words in. Super cool. Goal is about 40,000. And, uh, and so I went in the reverse. I decided to penalize myself. Actually, a friend decided to penalize me if I don't write a minimum of 500 words a day every weekday. And so uh, every day that I don't write 500 words, um, I either text him the number of words I wrote, if it's over 500, if it's under or not at all, I Venmo him $25 that morning. So reverse reward works too, <laughs> penalization. <laughs> Um, But really, like, you have to make sure that you're regularly rewarding and celebrating those wins. It's so critically important to do that. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Again, like, if you think that you're going to set some monster goal and just be motivated by everybody and everything else around you along the way, I believe you're sorely mistaken. I just don't feel that's a sustainable way your friends, your family, your community, they can only charge you up so much. It needs to come from within. And then once it comes from within, and we're really, really convinced that the goal that we want to achieve is really the goal that we want to achieve, or the goal we put on paper is the goal that we really want to achieve, then you can begin to break it down. Think about what that goal really needs to look like. What your days, your weeks need to look like in order to achieve that goal. How you're going to measure progress towards getting there and then ultimately how you were going to reward yourself not just in the end but also all along the way because we want to continue to reward progress we don't necessarily need to reward the finish line if we focus on the progress if we focus on doing the thing that's right in front of us if we focus on taking the next step i believe that we will have far more success in getting to our goals anyway so Hopefully that was all helpful. We're wrapping up this time. Thank you guys so much for another opportunity to share almost an hour with you to talk about my views on motivation as well as practically what I think can be super beneficial as you continue to pursue the goals that you want to pursue as you continue to live the life that you want to live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot tell you thank you enough. Super duper appreciative of you. Um, Just to let you know, um, these uh, videos are going up on YouTube and they will stay there. So if you want to go back and listen to anything else, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to me. If you need something, I said it at the beginning, please let me know. I want to be here to help you. Uh, whatever that means, there is no shame in you asking for help with anything. And if I can't figure out a way to do it, I'll find somebody that can. So thank you so much. Happy Friday to you guys. It's going to be a great weekend. Make it that way and get ready to just smash Monday. You got a lot ahead of you and a lot of opportunity. Thank you guys so much. Super appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.